What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. I forgot to tell you the story. It was about two days before New Year's Eve. So that would be the 29th. And my tooth broke. Like this tooth. I have my two in the middle. So so let's go. I mean, there are two up front teeth, <laughs> right? So go one tooth over, and then go one more tooth over. It's like the pointy one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the sharp one. Yeah, so that one breaks. And so, and I was biting my nails watching a game, a bowl game. I, I was on DraftKings and I bet a little money on them. And so, but I was just biting my fingernail and it goes, boom, and my tooth snapped off. Like the, the tip of it, like halfway up. And I'm like, oh no, I got to do this show in two days. And so I call our dentist. Amy and I share a dentist. He's also been on the show a bunch of times. And I was like, I broke a tooth. What do I do? And he's out. I mean, he's, it's Christmas, New Year's, it's yeah. vacation. And he's like, well, does it hurt? I said, not really. Like, I'm okay with the pain. I said, but I got to be on camera in a couple of days. And he's like, okay, meet me in the office tomorrow. So I drive up to the office, and I still have a temporary on. I should have already got it replaced. But he put something on. that It's a tooth. It looks like a tooth. He's like, this will only last for a little bit, but it'll get you through the show. But at the same time, because it's so close to the front of my mouth, they had to numb my gums to do the work. So they had to numb, like, above the front tooth, up almost into my cheek. So I get all this numbing, get the fake tooth. Caitlin and I had planned a really nice dinner that night because we had been gone for Christmas and we had been gone pretty much a whole month before that when I was in uh, Costa Rica. And so we go to this nice dinner that we had planned and we had got reservations like three weeks ago. But not only was my mouth numb, my lip was numb, my you know gums, my nose was all the way numb because of how high they had to numb me. So the whole dinner, I'm slapping myself in the face. She's like, you got to stop. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I just want to see if I have the feeling again. So I'd eat something and I'd go, and then I, or something would be hot and I'd put it up against the, not inside my lip, but the top of my lip and be like, if I can feel it. She goes, what are you doing? You're putting food on your lip. I was like, I'm seeing if I have the sensation bag. So I humiliated her for a whole dinner basically because I kept slapping myself and putting food up against my face to see if it uh, had any feeling yet. But I'm back. I got to shout out your doctor. Dr. Jeff Termley. Who is great and fixed it up and. Um, you know, no one likes going to the dentist when there's an emergency. I hate going to the dentist. I didn't go to the dentist the first 20 some odd years of my life. And so I really have, you know, some, some trauma because of that. Because once I started to go as an adult and could afford it, it was all needles all the time. So I don't have a good relationship with the dentist. But he did a great job. My face is better now. It's, it's not. And when it's numbed to you, look weird. Cause you're oh, like, yeah, your cause face like this. is off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a big dope. Uh-huh. And also, I was talking to the waiter. He'd say, like, what do you want? I was like, what do you got that's not too hot? Because <laughs> it was too hot, I'm going to work. And she's like, stop, I'll order for you. You're, <laughs> you're being really crazy right now. And I was still a little bit on laughing gas because I'd been so drugged up. Because I went straight from the dentist to the dinner. So uh, that was a fun little story that happened over the break. I'm so glad he could help you out. That would have been... Awesome. Free to show up on camera. I was already <laughs> deciding I was going to have to do everything faced to the left. Oh, yeah. Did not see I was like, face. hey, look, I'll, guys, I'm just going to point my body this direction the whole time. But no, he, he nailed it. Um, I'm back. I got to go back again. Have this taken off, though, and a real one put on at some point. I should have already gone back, but I hate going to the dentist so much. I continue to not call him. Yeah, that one will. You, yeah, you're going to live in that one for as long as you mm-hmm. can, probably. <laughs> The goal is for this to stay on longer than your fish is alive. Oh, and wow. if I do that, we know we're good. Okay. 
It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My name is Jason. I'm a college baseball player from North Carolina. I have listened to your show in the morning for years. I have lately found a love for singing. I keep being recommended to take a singing career seriously, but I doubt myself a little bit. I was hoping, with your expertise in the business, you could help to recommend whether it's worth trying to book shows and take it somewhere, or if singing just isn't my cup of tea. I've attached a clip of me singing in color by Jamie Johnson. I would love to hear what you think and your advice, signed Jason. (laughs) Now, before I play the clip, I want to say this. You should go for it if you want to go for it. If If you have the time and it sounds like you're young, you have the energy, you're going to regret not going for it if you don't. You're going to 10 years down the road go, dang, I wish I would have just tried to book some shows and play some bars and play some clubs. Even my friends that are artists now that have made it weren't that great when they started. They had to not be great in order to get good in order to get great. And I haven't even heard the clip yet. Yeah. Because if I hear the clip and I'm like, ooh, that's not very good, that doesn't mean you shouldn't continue on. Maybe it means you should... Go to someone who can help you get better. Which but it, he's considering. But if you don't go for it, you're going to be 35 years old going, why didn't I just go for it? I, I, I was young. I didn't need a lot then. So after all that being said, here's a clip. Oh, boy. But, well, I mean, it could be amazing. It could. Most aren't. When this happens, most aren't amazing. Here is a clip of uh, Jason doing In Color by Jamie Johnson. Times are tough, back in 35, that's me and Uncle Joe just trying to survive a in the Great Depression. If it looks like we're scared to death, like a couple of kids just trying to save each other, should have seen it in color. Yeah. Yes. You know, you're singing a song by another person, so you're singing like the other person. So it's hard to go, hey, you're a real star because you're singing like Jamie Johnson there. Um, but you have enough vocal ability to figure out your vocal ability. So most times I get those, people are like, hey, am I any good? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what to tell them. They're not. But yeah. And he, he listed his last name here. I just wouldn't say it because it may have been terrible. But he, it wasn't. So Jason Arendt is his name. Jason, here's my advice to you. Go play uh, restaurants and go play bars and go do whatever you play little assemblies because the more that you play in front of people and the pressure is on, not just you recording and being able to record it over and over if you don't do good, that's going to make you better. Chase your dream, man. Yeah, and believe in yourself. Chase your dream. So I say yes. I was going to say yes anyway. But I'm just so glad I can say yes, and you're pretty good. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. Uh, thank you for that email. I'm looking at him here. Good-looking guy. I mean, obviously, in country music, there are a lot of athletes that also Baseball can sing. player. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, go for it, man. Do your thing, and let me know how that career goes. Maybe one day you'll be in the studio, and we'll play this clip back. And be like, yeah. remember that time? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Close it up. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Best thing you watched over the couple week break that we had, Amy? Oh, man. I really liked 
Tammy Faye Baker. Did you watch that on HBO? Yes. I saw it because Jessica Chastain's in it. Uh-huh. It was like the rise and fall of Tammy Faye. Yes. I couldn't commit because I was like, it's a movie. But I was almost there. Oh, I feel like you'll love it because it especially made me want to pull up Wikipedia on all these televangelists like and, Jim and read Tammy about Faye, them. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jim Baker. Like their whole story, just how they even came about. I mean, I just remember as a kid seeing them on TV. But it wasn't like an overnight thing, obviously. The Eyes of Tammy Faye is what it's called. 87% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. I almost watched that. Yeah, I think you should. You would like it. And then you're going to love, you love researching things. So you'll love reading more. I watched Hawkeye, the whole series on Disney. Loved it. Wait, what's that? It's Jeremy Renner's character Hawkeye, who is one of the Avengers. Watch that with the kids. Yeah. And Haley Steinfeld is like... The girl who's in school, but she's like an archery expert, and they have to get... It's really good. Anybody yes. else watch Hawkeye? No. Mike, did you watch it? it. Morgan? Yeah, I watched it. I it's, loved it. Right? Wasn't it a great series? Yes. I, I still think WandaVision is better. I would agree. But, but I loved Hawkeye. both are really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. WandaVision was just made different. Yeah. It was super creative. Um, I liked uh, uh, Loki. I thought Loki was really good. I, I mean, I watched that five months ago, but the only one I didn't watch was the Captain America one. Oh, you should. If Winter you Soldier. liked all three of them, then I think you should. Captain America is the most boring Avenger to me. <laughs> oh, I like him. Like, I can pat Captain America and eh, take him or leave him. He didn't really have a power. But neither does Hawkeye. He's just good at, you know, bow and arrows. That was good. I watched the Alanis Morissette documentary on HBO Max, which was great. Good? Yeah, it was great. Okay. Especially if you're like a 90s kid who, I mean, she was 19, 20 years old when that was happening. Wow. Oh. And the, the rise of Alanis. I like those music documentaries. I watched the Juice World one, which was good. Mm. You know, he died. Um, so I would say those were probably my favorite things. Watched a lot. The Lucy, the Lucy movie, Lucille Ball movie with, with uh, Nicole Kidman. That was good. Did you end up watching the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus? Yeah, but it's 72 hours long. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still in it. Okay. And I only go to it when it's like, well, I could put something else on if I wanted to. But I really like I really like the rest. Just that isn't something I'd recommend. It's very long. It's very long. Eddie, did you watch anything? Uh, I, I did. I watched uh, Don't Look Up, and, and that was cool yeah. because, I mean, there just aren't very many movies out there that I can watch at home, and the fact that that was so good, creative, and funny, I, I loved it. I really liked that, too. We watched that pretty recent, so I didn't put that on my list yet, Yeah, but that was also really good. Lunch Rocks? I watched the first season of Mythic Quest. It's on Apple TV, and it's like this video game company, and it's it's hilarious. Really funny. Mythic question sounds like something you'd watch. Sounds like something you'd make fun of. Uh, well, my sister-in-law was like, oh, I think we, because we didn't have anything to watch. And she was like, let's watch this. And I was like, okay. And I sat there and I was like, this is pretty funny. Okay. It seemed like a real dorky at first. I was like, this is going to be so stupid, but it's actually pretty funny. Morgan, what'd you watch? Anything? I watched the Harry Potter reunion oh, on nerd. HBO Max. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, I heard it was great. It's the best reunion I've seen. Like, I love Friends, but eight, but Harry Potter, like, blew it out of the water. I cried. I laughed. Like, I relived everything of those series. What was the big takeaway for you from them all getting back together? Well, I think it was learning that they were just kids when they shot it, and they had this insane director who was able to direct kids as they were still kids and growing up. Like... They were 12 years old when they were shooting the first Harry Potter, and you don't even think about that when you watch the movie. But this director was able to get them to be these great actors, and now they're huge actors, all because of this movie series. We'll make a whole list. We'll put this up on our Facebook page. Search for Bobby Bone Show. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny.
Last year, Luke Combs was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live, and he wants to be invited back, but for something different. I would honestly love to host an entire episode. I think that would be fantastic. Um, you know, I think that would be really fun. I don't know if they do that with country singers or not, but I'm right here if they're looking. Tim McGraw talked about working with actor Billy Bob Thornton again for the Yellowstone prequel, 1883. Billy Bob was so fantastic. I'm a big fan of his. When he showed up on set, it was great to see him again. We've been friends and kept in touch and hung out together a lot since we did Friday Night Lights. He taught me a lot during Friday Night Lights. He was like the angel on my shoulder. Matt of Old Dominion talks about the inspiration behind the band's new single, No Hard Feelings. Something you hear people say, those are typically the ones that catch my ear is, you know, you hear people say it throughout their daily lives, hey, no hard feelings. And I just thought, that seems like an interesting idea. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A shocking discovery on Christmas Day has a very happy ending thanks to some kind-hearted cops in Oklahoma. Someone abandoned a duffel bag with five puppies zipped up inside at a quick trip convenience store. The Tulsa Police Department reports that someone dumped the bag on the store's counter and then took off. An employee found the bag full of puppies, and when responding officers arrived on the scene, they were like, man, we should we should take these dogs. So, quote, overwhelmed with Christmas feelings, four of the officers immediately adopted four of the puppies, and the fifth went home with the Quick Trip employee. Wow. A veterinary partner with the Oklahoma Alliance for Animals checked the puppies out, did the work that they needed to do on the dogs, and said, these dogs are five weeks old. You're going to have to be their mom. Like, and make sure that physically they get everything through a bottle, even at times. Uh, but they're all, all the dogs are taken care of. Mm. They've all been adopted. <laughs> yes. You know what? Who put those dogs there? Go to the camera. Terrible. Find them. Is it terrible, though? Or is it... To was zip it, up five puppies in oh, a bag? Oh, they were zipped and, up? Yeah. I, I forgot that part. I thought maybe they were saying, like, here's these puppies. I can't care for them. Like... Someone abandoned a duffel bag with five puppies oh, zipped yeah. up inside. Bad person. Good. Yeah. That's a bad right. person. I was picturing them in a little basket being Baby like, Moses? I can't care for these <laughs> puppies. So take them. No. You know, I don't know. Well, shout out <laughs> to those police officers in Tulsa. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, what's up? Well, got my daughter her first iPhone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big deal. That is a big deal. I was over at your house and she had a phone. Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's 14 and a half. A lot of, well, I'd say, I don't want to make a blanket statement. Make a blanket statement. Every single one of her friends at school has an iPhone, but, and church. Every single one of her friends at school and church has an iPhone. So it's just been a thing that was inevitable is going to come. We need a way to contact her. Quite honestly, there's sometimes where she was at the school and she would have to call us from the office if she needed us. We had gotten her a different kind of phone, but again, she just wasn't really feeling it. So she didn't want to carry that one around. How did it make her feel that all of her friends and peers were trusted with a phone that and she, she wasn't right. trusted She was with only phone. trusted with a special phone that couldn't have any apps or do anything. I mean, that's a good point. Like it was kind of like, why can't I have this? There have been some situations that have happened where, you know, trust was lost. So we had to work through some things and we did. And she proved to us that she can do it. And I mean, the iPhone actually is great, though. I had no idea you can just from your phone control so many things like I can shut her down. Like we can just turn every app off. There's a certain time where it stops working. And then we implemented a rule that it has to it charges in our kitchen. We have a little nook area where all electronics now charge. And I will admit, I was not always that parent. I would let tablets upstairs. I still let 
some alone time with it upstairs, but I really wanted to be set a boundary here. And so it has to be used in a common area. And I'll go back to the question. How did she feel that she wasn't trusted with a phone while all of her friends were? I think that it bummed her out. And then she ultimately ended up sneaking stuff. And then that caused other issues. So we we made a repair with that. And now we're moving forward. And we trust her with the iPhone, except for we can shut her down. So what's the most surprising thing now about her having an iPhone? She has a screensaver. And it's not, I thought, oh, what's this new screensaver? Is it a picture of our family? A picture of your cat? Your fish? What is it? No, it is her celebrity crush. Again, she's 14, and the kid she has a crush on, he plays a kid on TV, Cobra Kai. He's like the Robbie Keane guy oh, on Robbie. Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. He's the, I don't watch, so who's that? The blonde hair sensei, mm-hmm. his son. Yeah. Okay, so that kid. The bad guy from the original Karate Kid movie. Johnny. Yeah. Well, in real life, his name is Tanner Buchanan because I had to Google him, and he's 23 oh, years he's old. Oh, he's that old. Yes. I, wa- I watched Cobra Kai. I didn't know he was 23. Well, at least that's what his the Wikipedia said, 23. Wow. And I thought, okay, but that's okay. I'm sure I had crushes on older guys when I was 14. He doesn't look 23, but he hits his entire face as her screensaver. He's right there. Like, hello for How the do you world. feel about that? I think it's fine. It's, fine. it's cute. I, I mean, I, had, I was obsessed with, you know— um, New Kids on the Block and NSYNC We had posters. And- they have screensavers yeah, on exactly. their digital devices. Perfect example. When you were 14, let's go around the room. When you were 14, we'll just say who would you have had on your iPhone screen as your celebrity crush? Yeah, I mean, there's probably so many, but I, I think Dawson's Creek was picking up around then, so I would have had like, um, per- what is the main guy from Dawson's Creek? Vanderbeek? Yeah, James Vanderbeek. Vander mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have had either Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss, mm-hmm. and maybe that was a little before 14, yeah. or Danica McKellar, who played Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years. <laughs> I was a big fan of both of them when I was a kid. Yeah, Morgan, I'm curious about you, because you're a bit younger <laughs> than us, but when you were 14, who was your crush? It probably would have been Aaron Carter. Oof. Yeah. He, he turned w- out well. Yeah. Well, he sang Beautiful Soul. He showed up on Disney Channel all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, he was the hot guy. Did he sing Beautiful Soul or Jesse McCartney sing Beautiful oh, Soul? Oh, yeah. And they combined to me. They, they are point. very similar. <laughs> so are you still sticking to Aaron Carter, Yes, though? it's still Aaron Carter because he showed up in Lizzie McGuire. And from there, I'm pretty sure everyone my age had a crush on him until we got into high school and realized... We didn't like him anymore. I mean, I'm assuming Jesse McCartney sings it. What do I know about that pop stuff? <laughs> that, that dumb, you know, hard, hard throb pop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie, you're 14. Who was on your... <sighs> Dude, back then, Kathy Ireland was everything to me. And she was probably like 30. You know, I was yeah. 13. She was 30. So, yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. She was a swimsuit model? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Lunchbox? Guys, it's easy. Cindy Crawford. Oh, my goodness. That little mole she had. Right. She was the most <laughs> gorgeous Woman in the world. Had her poster on the wall, and she'd have been on my screensaver. Woohoo! Her daughter looks exactly like yes. her. Exactly. Yeah, Kara Gerber. I mean, she her daughter's probably 21 or 22 now. Yeah, she's good looking. Same. Mm. Looks exactly the same. Raymundo, what about you? Yeah, Katie Holmes. I had that poster of her coming out of the water. I believe it was Dawson's Creek. She was awesome. Katie Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. She did a poster coming out of the water? Are you I don't sure? Know I think you're thinking of Kathy Ireland or... No, that was my girl because I had it on the wall. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure okay. one quick Denise Google Richards, search, maybe? we can find it. Yeah, I never knew she was coming out of the water. <laughs> She's pretty wholesome to me. <laughs> Look it up. All right, we're going to play Blake Shelton, God's Country, Bobby... Oh, there it is. Ray, you're right. Wow. Yeah!
I don't feel like oh, I should wow. be looking How at How old was she when oh, she my. took that? Do you see it? Yes. Got it. It's auto- You can get an autograph uh, on sale, $13.99. She looks like a kid. Yeah. In that picture. Well, but so Ray was Ray was a at kid. the time. It's so fine. Okay. No, I know, not- but I'm talking about me. I don't. <laughs> even though I was a kid then too, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> looking at this this kid version of her. We made the decision over our couple week vacation at our house to go to some clutter, and that's old clothes. Uh, that's a pill. My favorite pillow we tossed. Dang. It's called Stainy the pillow. I've had it for so <laughs> long, and it's got all these. It had rest in peace, Stainy. It had all these weird stains on it and like weird colors, like green, green, brown. I don't know how a pillow gets all that because I never used it without the pillowcase. But Stainy was in my life for a long time. <laughs> and we've been searching for another Stainy. We just can't find one. We bought four different pillows. Oh, and every every night I sleep on it, I'm like, oh, just not. I cannot find a new Stainy. And Caitlin's also grossed out that I call it Stainy. <laughs> and that I kept sleeping on it even though it was so stained. My point is, I, can, I don't see it. I have a pillowcase on it. Who could, cares? Could you not put it in the washer, washing machine? Pillows? Sometimes yeah. you ruin them. If yeah, you do that. if you do, it's like washing shoes. Yeah. Or a hat in the dishwasher. Okay. Good luck. It may come back, but it may be ruined forever. Gotcha. So, I miss Stainy, and I'm on the way to finding a new pillow. You Sorry, don't remember man. where you bought them? Amy, I've had this pillow 15 years. Oh, okay. It's, so that's disgusting too. Um, I also have like a Razorback cutout shirt that I wear. It says hogs across the front. It's got holes all in it. I've had it probably since I was 19. And she she begged me to throw that away. Why? It, it's a disaster, but I love it. Even the hogs is like all... You can't even sew it back together. It's so bad. And so I love it so much that I did not give up on. Stainy, I gave up on. The, the hog shirt, I have not given oh, up on. Oh, you still have it. it. I still have it. Okay, yeah, still good, have it. Good. We're just going to keep it, but not wear it. No, I still wear it. Huh. I still wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go over... And take this call from Alan in Virginia. Alan, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Hey, man. Hey, uh, I just had a question, man. I, I read a lot of leadership books. Um, I'm in project management. You know, I have a lot of people that uh, I'm responsible for. And I just thought, I wondered if you'd ever considered um, writing a leadership book. I think... Um, you know, just listening to you and, and some of the ways that you uh, lead your people there and, you know, how the crew actually, you know, loves to work for you and, and stuff like that. I think any leader, you know, that's what you strive for. So I was just curious, have you ever thought about that? Amy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love? <laughs> Be honest, Amy. Come on, Amy. I don't want to play this game. How much do you love? How much do you love? <laughs> um, I did write a book. It's like that. It's called... Um, Fail Until Fail You until, No, it's called... Fight, Guard, and Repeat. No. What is it called? What? It's called On Fail Earth? Until You... Yeah, that's it. You're right, initially. <laughs> Thank Fail you. Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Guard, and Repeat. <laughs> so it's a motivational book about success, um, but it's mostly about leadership within yourself. Um, so I did write that if you want to check it out. It, it was a bestseller. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's picturing us sitting around having like, leadership meetings here at work <laughs> or anything. Yeah, I'm a big lead by example guy. I'm not a big rah-rah guy. I'm a big, I will show up like earlier than everybody else. Hard. I'm going to work harder yeah. and hopefully that that vibe hangs with everybody else. Um, and but, we are never late, let me tell you what. And this is, comes from a few people that used to just be like, eh. Just Listen, Amy and Eddie, I was lucky to get them in on a Tuesday. Yeah. Right, but... but we respect That's not us anymore. everyone's time. That's true. Because if you're late, that's showing that you don't respect them. Exactly. And not only do I do that at work, Bones, I do that in my life you because know. of you. That's good. I like that. And we've been a really successful show from for 20 years now, which is pretty crazy to think about. I mean, it's weird. It is weird. When you think of like long running 
things like, it's like us and the Simpsons and Mash and like well NCIS. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's we can't it. believe it either. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, Alan. I will just send you. Can we put Alan on hold? And I'll I'll sign and send you a book, Alan. And maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe this can help you a little bit. Thanks, Bobby. I really appreciate it. And I, I, you, I love y'all show. I watch it or listen to it. Every, watch it. I listen to it every morning uh, on my way to work and, and while I'm at work. But uh, you guys are great, and I really appreciate uh, everything you guys do. Thanks, man. And what Amy meant to say was it's ten, amazing. Ten. ten. She loves it. I do. You went, I don't want to answer that, which actually gives a terrible impression no, of what you wanted doesn't. to say. No, it doesn't. Why? Why did you, you, you said, Amy, I thought you were looking for me to say that because you were like, Amy, tell him how awesome it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, communication, yeah. different, we're all have different styles here. And so, so you, we've learned how to navigate each other, I think, over the years. You say all the time, you have to handle me with gloves. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, right. very, you're very sensitive. But you handle me differently than you handle someone else. That is a leadership skill of knowing how you need... You handle every person on the show differently, probably. Mm-hmm. I say probably because I don't know. I only know from my experience. Well, Alan, I'm going to send you a book, but I appreciate that call. Thank you very much, Bobby. I All right. appreciate you, man. Stay on hold, man. Uh, let's go over to Corey in Ohio. Corey, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's happening, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. What you need? I was actually wondering, uh, a while back, you posted about those Beanie Babies. You had that lady on there? Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, did you decide to sell all those, or did you take her words and hold them until next year for the anniversary? Well, I have all of them sitting behind me, and I told Raymundo he could list them and then take a share of the profit, but he really hasn't got onto that yet. Um, I'm just going to start giving them away. I'm going to give them about two more weeks. And then I'm just going to give away the Beanie Babies on the air to anybody who calls. Mm. Would you like a Beanie Baby, Corey? Yeah, I'd love one. All right, hold on. Let me let me reach in the <laughs> grab bag here and see what we got. Let's see. All right. Oh, cute. The Corey kangaroo? has got a kangaroo Beanie Baby with hmm. a head coming out of the belly. The that's baby. A baby. Yeah, but it's a head. But that's almost like a double Beanie Baby. Ooh, this one's worth, what's this, $10,000? Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. But it is. Corey, I'm going to send you this Beanie Baby, okay? I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. You're, I don't know if it's worth anything, but stay on the phone. I will. Give me sign the tag or leave what? it fresh and what? There, You don't need to give away. The, Ty, very rare and retired pouch Beanie Baby. I found it on Etsy for $5,000. Wait, wait, put it back. Put it back. Hold on, hold on. You already what's gave the, it. What's the style number? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. This is where it's going to get confusing. Um, don't sign it. I don't. It's from the nineties. Yeah, this I, one's from ninety six. Oh goodness! <laughs> I just typed in kangaroo beanie baby, and it came up five thousand dollars. I'm like, what else does it say about that one? If it says gonna... it's rare and it's retired. It's a collector's edition. Date of birth November sixth. This is eleven six ninety six. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Oh my god. Put it back. <laughs> Put it back. You have to give it to him. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby don't Bobby, sign it, Bobby. You'll stop. taint it. Give him something else. No. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go back in the bag. Oh, bones, you do give it to him and sign it, so it's worth. Hey, doesn't that look just like it? No, that's rude. Does that not look like it? That looks like it's oh it. Oh my god. Okay, let me keep that one. Let me keep that one. No. Hold on. Here's what yes, I. Amy, you can't give. This is what I will do. <laughs> this is what I'll do. If this one's worth money, I'll cut him in on the profit. Ooh. Okay, we'll keep it. We'll keep his number. Mike, can you look this one up specifically? Uh, I mean, Mike. Huh? 
Here, will you take, <laughs> Mike, take this one. Guard it with your life. You got to look at all that stuff on the tags, Mike. Throw it. I'm not well, don't th- throw it. It's $5,000. I'm not $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, beanie baby. Ray's just gritting his teeth right now because he sold all these to me for 100 bucks. Okay, I have a different one I'm going to send him. Ooh, is that Grateful Dead, baby? This one is a... Here we go. Garcia style. Yeah. Oh, Jerry baby. Garcia. Jerry Garcia. Steve said don't give away any of the bears. Hmm? Oh, okay. He said don't give away any bears. How much is that one? Oh, my gosh. A, uh, oh, bear. my God. What? <laughs> How much is one? Uh, there's one on here listed for 31000 There's one for, <gasps> There's one for 10000 one wait, for wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. What's the date of birth on the good one here? Uh, let me see. Let me, you want the $31,000 one? Yeah. We'll say it at the same time. Let me know when you have it ready. Okay. Let's see. How are y'all going to say it? With numbers? or Yeah, numbers. Th- okay, <laughs> say it with numbers. Numbers. Let's... Hold on. I'm trying to find He's the... going to be like January, February. This guy's just going to be getting a Sharpie <laughs> in the mail because I'm not going to give him a beanie this baby. This one doesn't, it doesn't list the birth date. Okay. I mean, I don't, yeah, see, I don't it. see it. Um, the beanies used to follow him around because Garcia traveled from town to town. He's pretty popular, as you can see. Some even say he's legendary. <laughs> okay. This is Garcia style 4051. Okay, well, we're going to probably hold off on this one. Yeah, yeah. let's not give that one Let away. me reach back into one more here. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't Google this Don't one. Don't get a bear. I, Are you looking up the Garcia he, one? Yeah, there's. I'm trying to find, like, there's $9,000 one. Okay, Wait, what okay. year was yours? Uh, this one is uh, 95. Okay. Oh, the, was that 93? This one's 93 that I found. Okay, I'm going to save this one anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yellow ducky. I give him a yellow oh, ducky. That's okay. got to be worth nothing. That's got to be worth yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, this is Quackers the duck. <laughs> Quackers the duck. Yeah, okay. Corey, I'm going to send you <laughs> Quackers the Duck. And possibly... Beanie Baby. And I'm going to cut him in on the profit of the kangaroo. kangaroo. That's good. Okay. Hey, yeah, I appreciate it, man. A lot. Lunchbox, did Quackers pop up anything? Yes, 2000 3500 okay. <laughs> I mean, it, there, there's all... Di- I'm telling you, anyone you type in, you, you've got to be very careful which one... You need to give ones in this box. In here. They sent a whole new box. Who sent bo- a box? Uh, Beanie Babies. It's like the new edition. They're I like- sent us a bunch of Beanie Babies? Yeah. Hold up that box in there. They're no all, one told you? They're all new edition. The Ray, beanie- are you trying to squeeze these new Beanie Babies out no, of me? These are the bigger Beanie Babies. They're that bigger. Are all the new edition. Okay, yeah. well, well, wait, send, okay we'll send them one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep these, dude. But shouldn't we keep them so that in 20 years? I don't years, give a crap about 20 years. No. Okay. Corey, Corey, you're going to get uh, something in the mail. I don't know what it is, but we're going to send you something. All right, buddy? <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, we do a show every year called the Million Dollar Show. It's Eddie and myself. The Raging Idiots, we bring a bunch of arts, we raise money for St. Jude. And we were going to do it in a couple weeks. I've told you it's postponed, right, Eddie? What? Yes, you've told me, okay, yes. Yeah. Make sure no, 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 no we've discussed you. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because no. we do it with the hospital and we have kids who are fighting cancer yeah. and because they're a big part of the day, we can't have that show right now. Because if one of them get COVID, I mean, I don't care about people in the crowd. They make your own decision to come to a show or not, yeah. or even us. We would have it if it wasn't the St. Jude component of it, where there are patients that come to the show. Makes sense. But we'll, we'll do it in a couple months, or maybe three months. But right now, we can't do it. Yeah. I can't have a kid fighting cancer, getting sick with COVID. As much as I'm like, hey, get your vaccine, but then go live your life. Just not going to have that show with those kids. Because I want to have that show with those kids in a few months. Yeah, because they're what it's all about. Yes. So uh, we've postponed. We never really announced it officially, but we've postponed it. It will not be happening in January. I'm glad that you already knew this because we didn't talk about this. No, no, no. I found out. Through? I mean, through our people. like Instagram? Yeah, no, 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 no. Our people officially reached out and told me what's up. It was during the break, you know? I would text Eddie and be like, hey, man, how's it going? He would only send me a picture of him back with the gun. (laughs) Well, that's what was going on. Well, I'd be like, hey, man, what have you been doing? And he just sends a picture back of him holding a gun in a field. And I'd be like, all right, Eddie's um, out 
Bird hunting. <laughs> Doing something. <laughs> In shorts. All right. Whoa. The Bob Bone Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Well, the IRS sent out a reminder to uh, report any illegal income that you have. So if you have any stolen property, you got to report it. They want to know about it. And uh, if you're a drug dealer and you've received income from these illegal drugs, you need to report it. Do they promise you won't get in trouble? Good question. No fingers crossed if you do turn in illegal income. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but they did... um they didn't really clarify if you could write off any things you have to buy for your Ill- illegal activity, like <laughs> ski masks or crowbars, or getaway heat cars. Or yeah. growing in your house. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, because it, it is your business. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it says here, quote, if you steal property, you must report its fair market value and your income in the year that you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. That ain't happening anywhere. <laughs> That's just not happening. Because if you're committing crimes, you probably aren't telling the truth about it anyway. Listen. And also, it feels like one of those things where it's like, you want a free VCR. And then the person with 20 felonies shows up to pick up their free VCR and they get arrested right then. Got him. Quote, income from illegal activities such as money from dealing illegal drugs must be included in your income on Schedule 1, Form 1040. (laughs) I hope at least one person does it and we can see (laughs) if someone kicks in their door. You know, like, I haven't run the meth lab. This is for all the funnels I've needed. Yeah. I'm going to write this off and then see if someone actually kicks in the meth lab and arrests them. Or they go, hey, thanks for being honest. You know, we're going to let this one slide. I don't think that's how it works. All right, what else you got? So I'm going to tell you what a wife found, and you tell me if you would be worried or weirded out by it. But she found a list that her husband was keeping, and it was of all the fights they've had in the last year. Every, that's a not detailed weird. list. That's not weird. Not weird? No. Do you do that? <laughs> uh, mentally... Oh, you don't have you just don't have to write it down. I don't think it's weird because you can use that list for many things. How did I react? What was the final outcome? Um, what can I do better next oh, time? Wow. What can I do to not get into this situation again? What if it was also things like she was wrong in this and I was right? Great. If that's how you feel, then wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, she found it. She was worried, so she wrote in to see, like, hey, is this something I should be concerned about? And an expert told her. No. No. Of course not. That's right. She said this might be the right way that he processes his feelings is by writing everything down. She basically found his diary, and now she's on taking it to Front Street. I know, but it would be difficult to find an itemized list of fights. Like, But what if you found a journal with him writing long form about the fights and how it made him feel? It wouldn't be that weird. This is just how he communicates yeah. with okay. himself. Speaking of writing things. We're we're just, you guys are a test audience. It's me. Yeah. Speaking of writing things down, Kelsey Ballerini said she wrote pages and pages of things that she wanted to do better for herself in 2022. And then basically she threw them out the door and was like, wait, why am I putting on this pressure on myself? It's causing me too much anxiety. So she put a post up on socials, relieving anybody else of the pressure if they're feeling that way. And she said that her only goal for this year is just to do her best. That's it. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. I do have a list of things to get better or to do more efficiently, but I'm also on that list. Number one is do less. Yeah. But the le- but I want to do the less things I do better. Mm. That's See? a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. So do less, but the things that I'm doing less of, really focus in there. Okay. So it's probably equal out yeah. where I was last year. <laughs> I'm that Amy. It? That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So this is proof that advertisements work, and one specifically was for a good cause. It was from Be The Match, which is a registry that connects people in need of bone marrow uh, with donors. And this guy saw it, an optometrist. He was like, you know what? I I think I'm going to try to donate some bone marrow. You never even know if you're going to ever be a match with someone. The process is really long and grueling, so shout out to him for even doing it. Uh, But like within a few months, he got a call that there was a match, but he did not know who he was donating to. And they keep that secret and private for like a year. And then they ask the recipient, the patient, like, hey, do you want the person to know? And the kid was 11 years old and he said, yes, I want him to know. And so now they've connected and this man knows that he saved an 11-year-old boy's life. And it's just really cool. So also a little PSA here to maybe donate bone marrow if you feel like it or blood. Yeah, you were kind of leading me to something. I thought it was going to be like a son or something. Oh. I was like, he didn't know it was his long lost son. No, but it's just cool for him to know that he saw an ad for Be The Match. Yeah. Then he ended up saving a kid's life. And now this kid is going to go on, has a whole life ahead of him, thanks to this guy. Yeah, that's awesome. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Chris Stapleton, You Should Probably Leave. Yeah, you should probably leave. Jam. Number two, Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. Yeah, whiskey and rain coming I hear this one and I like down. it. I never know who sings it though. <laughs> I know. It's I, a I good get that song, too. but it, it's I kn- really good. Yeah. Like a lot. When I said I didn't know what the song even was, as it was played, I was like, oh, let me hear this one. I like this song. Yeah, it's good. But I don't know. Who, I never knew who sang it. It gets lost in all those dudes. I guess <laughs> that's a good one. Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. Uh, number one, Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter, Thinking About You. I was just thinking about how we get out of and Pretty good one, too. I like that one, too. Uh, your number one pop song right now is Adele, Easy On Me. That's a good song, too, huh? So good. That's really, yeah. When that Love comes it. on the pop station, I'll leave it on. <laughs> a lot of the crap I don't anymore. But that's a good one. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The Morning Corny. What do you call a nice ghost on a cold January night? What do you call a nice ghost on a cold January night? Casper. <laughs> we had a good one yesterday, huh? Yeah. Yesterday you really <laughs> did a great one? job. It's hard to keep yeah. up that level, though. Yeah, so it's tough. I get it, Amy. It's okay. Yeah, that's tough. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> that was The Morning Corny. But you have to do the nice ghost. You can just be like, what do you call a ghost on a really cold night? Because Casper's a nice ghost. No, I get it. He's a friendly ghost. Maybe you say friendly. Casper's oh, the nice. friendly. Okay, sorry. You say fr- no, no, Casper I'm just. Casper the friendly ghost. We're just working right. out how to make it better. Okay, okay, you know? okay. I Bobby's, hear you. Bobby's a comedy I, guy. Hey, I can take constructive criticism. That would criticism. be a comedian. <laughs> Not a comedy guy. Here's the story. Parents who reward their children with more screen time for good behavior and punish them for less screen time for bad behavior are likely making their youngsters even more into those objects. So who will admit to taking away screen time for bad behavior? I. Yeah? 100%. I do it all the time. Amy, do you? I have not punished with taking away screen time. They've lost screen time because of other things, like um, or like if they were inappropriate use of their screen 
That's just like punishment. No, but you're like, <laughs> Same thing, or, Amy. okay, no, like having an app you're not supposed to have. Like, okay, well, you just lost your tablet for a week. You're not losing screen time Got because it. if something else bad you did, mm. you're like losing okay. your tablet. Experts agree, quote, when you give food as a reward, it makes children like the carrot less and the cake more because you don't give them a carrot as a, hey, good, you give them a cake. Oh. Yeah. Same thing with electronics. Kids become obsessed and almost in love with their phones and computer. Experts agree that when it comes to punishment, it's best to send them to their rooms or take away friend time, not screen time. Thoughts, Amy? I, that's interesting. I'll have to keep that in mind. The food analogy that. is strong. Yes, very. Because otherwise, I'd have been like, this sounds dumb. That but did you're help right. Me. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you get a cupcake because you were, well, I, do, I love cupcakes. I'm associating that with good behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it tastes good. But it is difficult as parents, though, because kids do value their screen time. And so it's like when you're trying to make them feel something of like, oh, I w- you want to take away something that, like, but I mean, I totally get what they're saying. Out of the box approach? Yeah. Punish them with more screen time. That, Punish them with being able to do nothing but be on their screen. It's like as, as Bobby, a kid. That's heaven. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me say. Heaven. I'm just, I'm just approaching a little son. Let's listen. <laughs> okay. I never, I never smoked, so I never got caught smoking. But you would see our friends, if they got caught smoking, their parents would be like, smoke the whole pack. Do it now. Yes. Like, you must overdo. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. So, so what if, okay, I'm going to punish you. For 12 hours, you can do nothing but look at your screen. And if your eyes come off your screen, then they have a negative feeling about the screen. I like your attempt, but I've seen them watch TV all day. For 12 hours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they love it. So I don't think it's going to work. Right. I don't either. I'm just I'm just thinking about it in a different way. Smoking at least like burns yeah, and it hurts it them. Hurts. Like they're just getting dopamine hit after dopamine hit with more screen time. Yeah, I do like screen time. <laughs> I like screen time too. Um, let's do a little update here. You ready? Bobby Bones Show. Update. So before we left for our vacation... Eddie said his son was only getting to eat bologna sandwiches for lunch and dinner every day. For how long? Until uh, I got his final exam grades. But how long do you think that was? About two weeks. So for two weeks for lunch and dinner, only bologna sandwiches? Yes. And no no mustard, no cheese? No condiments at all. Just the white bread with bologna in it. And what was the purpose of this? So, I mean, he's been getting bad grades for about six months. So finally, it was like the last straw. Like, dude, if you don't work hard in life, and right now your priority is your grades in school. If you don't work hard, you're going to not be able to afford you whatever you want. And in this case, it's eat good food. So, oh, because he loves going to restaurants. He loves, he's a foodie. Yeah. So it's like, all right, bud, here you go. This is a taste of what life will be like if you don't work hard. You're going to eat bologna sandwiches for the next two months. Did he get two t- weeks. Two did weeks. he get tired of the bologna sandwiches? Yeah. Like he would beg for like soup. And I'd be like, you can't afford when that your because. kids begging for soup at home. Hey, dude, and that's the thing. When you come up with something like this, you have to stick to your guns. So I would be like, you can't afford soup because you didn't work hard. So let's get your sandwich. Would you have ever done a punishment like this? I don't think so, just because he has biological children. I have children adopted from an orphanage that had different food insecurities, and I don't think I can ever use food. Plus, my daughter, she's a 14-year-old, but really, at the orphanage, if they served her something she didn't eat, she just didn't eat. If I'm serving something she doesn't like... I told her that Eddie's was doing this to his son, and she's like, well, I just wouldn't eat. And trust me, I can go days. Well, that wasn't an eating. option. Oh, they go full Gandhi. <laughs> my son tried not to eat, and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, you're eating this. Yeah, but she, my daughter, she's like, she'll prove it. She's not strike. scared to prove it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, full she, Gandhi. She already, like, she's like, I've already wow. done that at the orphanage. Like, if wow. on days they had served stuff I didn't like, she's like, I just didn't eat. Because I tried that approach of like, well, think back to when you're at the orphanage. Like, this is what this is what we're eating right now. You used to have to do that. You didn't have a choice in anything. And she's like, yeah, I did. I wouldn't eat. 
Mm. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Good thing he didn't do that. No, he didn't. But he ate bologna sandwiches every day for two weeks. Two weeks. How'd the grades turn out? So, I mean, he studied his butt off. Dude, I've never seen him study so, so, so hard. And in return, he got mostly A's. A couple B's and one C. And that C was from the class that he got like F's over and over and over. So to me, it worked. It was a, the experiment was a success. I love it, Bones. And the best thing about it is I may not have to do it again because he hated it so bad. And he's got three younger brothers that are watching him do this and say, I do not want to do this when I grow up. So I love it. Anytime he starts to slide, you just throw some bologna on the table. <laughs> the back? Yeah. All right. You want to go back down? Do this? we want to do this again? Was his C in like, um, you know, meats from Kroger? It was, no, no, it was in science. He struggles with science, but, but, and when we came back from the break, I'm like, dude, do you want to, I mean, notice how hard you studied and how hard that was. You can avoid all that by working hard every single day. So I think we're on the good road. You've had a couple interesting tactics where you've Mm -hmm. locked him in the bathroom once and made him listen to Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Yeah, because these are all last, I mean, this is last resort. While I mean, looking I'm, in the mirror. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know what else to do, so let's get creative. So, yeah. Now bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for Eddie's parenting book to come out. <laughs> Eddie will get canceled after yeah, that book comes big out. Time. Hey, nice job. It worked, though. It yeah. worked. Yeah, good. So, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know what I did, but you're welcome. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I don't thank you to yourself. <laughs> let's go over and talk to Kelly, who is listening to us in North Carolina. Kelly, what's going on? Hi. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. So my daughter is turning nine years old, and she is a huge Bobby Bones fan. And she, we were listening in car line like we do every morning, and um, she was talking. We, you were talking about giving away the, um, the Beanie Babies, and she was like, I would love something from Bobby Bones. And I didn't know if she could just get a shout-out. She turns nine on the 13th, um, so next Thursday. And I just wanted to see if you could, you know, give her a shout out for her birthday or I didn't know if there's a chance of even potentially getting one of the uh, newer, not valuable style beanie babies that she would treasure forever. You know what? You sold me. I don't want to get into the habit of just someone calling and asking for stuff because that'll never end. Uh, Every line will be like, can I have this? But I I would love to give your nine-year-old daughter... Or about to be nine, a beanie baby from the collection here. Would you like me to sign oh it or send it to you in mint condition? No, signing it. See, that would be more valuable to her. Okay. Absolutely amazing. Well, stay on the phone. What's her name? Her name is Lily. All right, Lily. Hope L- your ninth L- birthday. L-L-I-B. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say it here, but <laughs> well, she in case you sign it. I hope your ninth birthday is awesome, and I'm gonna send you a little beanie baby from the collection here. Which, by the way, we don't get paid anything by Beanie Babies. Mm. But we found one this morning that was a kangaroo. And Lunchbox said, don't give that one away. And we looked it up. And it's the same one that people are selling for $5,000 on eBay. Crazy. So we've put it up. We've listed it right now. It is the very rare and retired pouch with kangaroo and tag errors. Near Mint, 1996. We've listed it starting at $9.99. Oh, Ray, you could buy your own back oh. and then resell it. I'm guessing it's still at $9.99. We just put it up. Oh. How do they find this, Mike? What's what's the name it's under? <laughs> His personal <laughs> eBay account? Yeah, I know, but was it, do you not want to say what it is? We can tweet it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out and we'll put it on Facebook. <laughs> and we'll see what this goes for. What are we looking for? Like, how much? I don't know. 
Millions? A couple million dollars. <laughs> but we'll post it up there. Lunchbox found it and said it was worth $5,000, so we'll see what happens with it there. Uh, let's see. A TikTok user has gone viral for tipping a waiter with a $25 Amazon gift card. On the surface, how did that feel? Oh, I'm like, oh, is that all I had? Um, I think it's great as long as the server has Amazon, maybe. Well, that's the problem, right? What yeah. if he doesn't have Amazon? I know. In the video from the restaurant, the customer's bill came out to $95.24. So, so it's a, over 20%. Yes, but okay. <laughs> yeah. let, me say, over. let me say this. Let's say you wanted a tip in uh, pesos. Right, I know. Well, that may be a currency you can't use because you may not be in a place to spend it. Right. So is it okay that he tipped in an Amazon gift card? No, I would not do it. And if that's all that he had, I was trying to explain this to my kids. You can't, if you can't afford the tip, then you don't eat somewhere where someone's serving you. Yes, where the tip is expected. Exactly. Yes. This is from the New York Post. So is it okay or is it not? You say? Not okay. Lunchbox? It's absolutely fine. It's a tip. It's just like giving cash because everybody shops on Amazon. You can go buy exactly what you're going to spend that $25 on on Amazon. Well, that's not true. Everybody doesn't shop on Amazon. And secondly, sometimes, or when I waited tables... Those tips were used to pay my bills. Or get gas. Yeah. And you can't you, you can't get, pay a water bill with an Amazon mm-hmm. gift card. Okay. Walk to your coworker and be like, here, here's a $25 Amazon gift card. Give me $25 in cash. Boom. Who would make that deal? I'd rather have $25 <laughs> in cash every single time. Eddie? Nah, it's bad. It's a, I mean, oh. you don't have cash, don't use it. Like, you don't, you don't need to give a card. If you said, I can either tip you $15 in cash or would you like $25 in Amazon gift card, and they chose the gift card. Mm-hmm. Different. Absolutely. But in general, you can't do this, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you going to tip in colonies, like <laughs> Central American money? It's not even an accepted currency <laughs> here. It's like giving them Bitcoin. It's worthless until it's accepted. It's really just money, cash, stuff like that. Well, the guy did go to the waiter and go, hey, is it okay if I tip you? So that did happen, but I wondered what you guys would think about that. If and someone just, you know, back in the day, people would put down those religious dollars instead of money for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it would look like a dollar or it would look like $7. And I'd be like, oh, man, it's awesome. And then you'd be like, you know, this did look like money, but the real currency you can only spend in heaven. And, and it wouldn't be money. And they would, that, that's what the tip they would leave me. Mm, that's awful. And I'd be like, guys, I'll, thank you for the fake money, but where's the real money? I just spent an hour and a half. It yeah, was like, an eight top with a baby. There are crackers on the floor. Yeah. And you left me $7 in church money. Yeah. If they, if they do that, it needs to be wrapped in with appropriate tip and then include that. <sighs> or you just wait till you die. What do you mean? Yeah. You get your reward in heaven. Collect. It's too late. Well, I, I had the. I, I'm, I saved them. I'm going to cash it. I'm going to get the bigger suite. When you get there. Yeah, I'm going to get the bigger suite when I get up there. Uh, what do you do if you're trapped in your car during a snowstorm? This is from the NewYorkPost.com. Uh, and this happens because of the story yesterday where on the interstate, people were trapped for 30 hours. Crazy. People were running out of gas. I did see where it's all clear now, but here you go. First and foremost, it's never a bad idea to have an emergency kit stashed in your car. Blankets, flashlights, non-perishable foods, liquids, extra batteries. My car ain't that big. Hmm. That's going to take up the whole back seat. Uh, They can come in handy if your car is stuck in freezing weather or broken down in a remote location. If you're caught in snow and shelter or help isn't visible within 100 yards, the best thing to do is to stay in your vehicle to avoid exposure. If possible, put a brightly colored cloth out your window or tied to your antenna Hmm. to indicate distress. If I were to see a car with something tied on its antenna, I would think they were like, 
<laughs> like, like, don't. What? If it don't ties on the him. door, don't come in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I would think about. Like, oh, I shouldn't go over to that car because they got something <laughs> going on in there. But I'm glad I read this because now I know. Now you know. Yeah. Why would someone? What? You why never would know, Amy. Put it, it's not a what? college dorm room. <laughs> like, <why are> they... <laughs> that's what I would think. Like, oh, they must not want me to go near the car. Okay. <laughs> in cold temperatures, run the vehicle no more than ten minutes every hour. Oh. To heat the cabin. To preserve fuel, especially if the tank isn't full. Also, make sure the exhaust pipe is clear of snow, because Ooh. if it's not, it'll go back to the car and you'll die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, that'd be tragic. Keep covered and huddle together in the car. That depends who I'm riding with. But also, you <laughs> may have to, you know, it's um, you stay warmer if you huddle with no clothes. So naked. Amy wants somebody to get pregnant. <laughs> okay. Well, <No. laughs> we just happen to be carpooling, and now this is our son. <laughs> no. Dang, snowstorm. It could be you and Eddie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, baby. No. <laughs> this is a little snowy. <laughs> uh, try not to sleep if you're alone, but if you're stranded for an extended period of time and there are several passengers in the vehicle, take turns sleeping and keep an eye on each other. Okay. And always watch for polar bears, it says. Oh. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> Well, maybe somebody heard this and this will help someone. I think it's good to know. Even if you don't live in a snowy area, if you're ever traveling and driving through, like some people were on I-95, probably they don't, they were taking a road trip and they got stuck in that. Yeah, or they were just going to work. Yeah. Like, I know, too. but they, if they live in an area where there could be those conditions, they might know that. But if not, I feel like that's helpful. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A couple was trying to get home for Christmas. They're stranded at the LAX airport because all the cancellation of flights. They were trying to get home to Utah. Well, there's a search and rescue group out of Utah that has a private plane that whenever hikers go missing, they go find lost people in the wilderness. Well, they saw the post. They contacted the people, said, we'll come pick you up. And so they flew to <laughs> LAX, picked the people up, and brought them back to Utah. Wow. So get home in time for Christmas. Just for Christmas? Like they wow. weren't sick or anything? <laughs> no, nope, they weren't sick. They were just saying, hey, people are stranded for Christmas. We'll come pick you up. I mean, that's crazy. In a private plane, too. Let's yeah. go. Spirit. I just want to say I'm stranded. <laughs> Will anyone pick me up in a private plane? That's awesome. Hey, good for them for reaching out going, hey, we have these. You know, we, we can do this. Let's do it. That's cool. Good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We were talking about this old shirt. That I still wear. It's sleeveless. I've cut this. I mean, I've had it since I was 19. It says hogs on the front. It has an Arkansas Razorback on the back. But it looks like termites have gotten into it. They haven't. It's just an age thing. But my wife's always like, why don't you throw that away today? And I'm (laughs) never throwing it away. It's going to have to fully disintegrate off of my body for me to throw it away. Uh, But Tina, who is calling us from Tampa, has something to say about that. Tina, what's going on? Hey, Bobby. Um, So I can totally relate with this Razorback shirt. Um, My husband has a shirt that he keeps wanting me to purge and get rid of because the neck is all holy. There's like holes in the armpits. And I use it as a sleep shirt because I cannot get rid of it. Um, It says preserve our species on the front of it. And it looks like a little underwater scene. But I have pictures of me with my second daughter when she was like, one day old, brand new, newborn. And it's just, you can clearly see it says preserve our species. And I'm holding this tiny little baby on me. And so it has like this significant value to me that I just cannot get rid of it. Um, I also have pictures now. I took it to the hospital with my third daughter when I had her because it just was like, this is too perfect. It, it's just so symbolic and I cannot get rid of it. 
What kind of heartless man is your husband wanting you to get rid of that shirt that means so much to you? <laughs> no, he gets it. But like every time we're purging stuff, he's always like, you should get rid of this shirt. And I'm like, I can't. And who wants to... I've, I've thought about turning it into a pillow, and I can't do it. <laughs> when it says preserve CC's, is that CC's pizza? Because I agree. <laughs> no, species, like human race species. Because it was... Oh, species. Oh, I thought yeah, it was... Did anyone else think you were saying CC's? I didn't know what okay, you were saying. Okay, <laughs> and now it makes sense with the babies preserving species. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't your dad have CC's pizzas? Mr. Gaddy's. Uh, similar though, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mr. Gaddy's and CC's. Mm-hmm. Similar type of pizza. There was just something there to do. Did you guys go to CC's ever? Oh, yeah. There's video games there too. Yeah, buffet. Like, like Mr. Gaddy's at Gaddyland. I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed. At what? I'm just kidding. To go to CC's because oh, uh, I had to go yeah. to Gaddy Town. Uh, hey, thanks for sharing that story, Tina. I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah. Well, excited to see you at the uh, Plant City Strawberry Festival, too. Yeah, we're excited to play. Eddie Ooh. and I, the Raging Idiots, are playing in March, I believe. Yes? March? Anyone? Yes, it's in yes. March. Yes. Okay, RagingIdiots.com. Hey, thank you very much, Tina. We'll see you then. It was great talking to you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, March 12th. We're in Plant City, Florida, right outside of Tampa. Get your tickets at RagingIdiots.com. All right, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. I'll start with this since she brought up babies. A premature baby declared stillborn by doctors has been found to be alive as it was being prepared for burial. No, my. Whoa. This is, in, this is in Brazil. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> the child, whose name was Augustus, was born to an eight-year-old, 18-year-old mother last week after she sought medical attention for severe pain. She was turned away by doctors who did not notice she was pregnant and later gave birth to the baby weighing two pounds, three ounces, without any medical help. Doctors declared the child, born at seven months, a stillborn, and called a funeral director. But during preparations, the baby had a heartbeat and immediately returned the newborn to the hospital where it was placed in the NICU there. Wow. He is understood to be in stable condition and is responding well to treatment. The mother was discharged from the Daily Mail. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, Here's one that's a little more crazy. I don't say a little more. Crazy in a different (laughs) way. There's a former United Airlines flight attendant that has been charged with stealing the identity of a four-year-old Atlanta boy who died in a car crash in 1979. Ricardo Cesar Juarez is accused of overstaying his tourist visa and then getting a social security card in the name of that kid. Oh, wow. That died, stole the social security number, used it to get an American passport, buy a house, a car, got a job, and has been doing it for 17 years. Oh, my. Ricardo Cesar Huedes, 49, is facing federal charges for stealing the identity of the Atlanta kid who died in a 1979 car crash. It was 17 years after he died. He applied for the passport. He bought a a house. Whenever he went for renewal last year, they matched his fingerprints to those in the Brazilian documents, so they arrested him. Mm. But he lived under that person's Social Security card and identity for a long time. I always wonder, that's from the Daily Mail. How hard it is to have to... Do you answer to that person's name? They're like, hey, Michael, and you've still... That's not your name? Yeah, you have to, like, (laughs) slowly, like, train yourself to be Michael. Yeah. And that means you have to release your identity of who you are. Yeah, you look in the mirror and say, Michael. Over and over again? Michael. I look in the mirror and go, Bobby, bones. Every morning. (laughs) Just so people call me that. Um, The Washington football team may have spoiled the big reveal of their new name. Do you know what the Washington football team, you know what their mascot is right now? Oh, the one they're changing from? Redskins? That's what they used to be. Yeah. Do you know what they are now? 
No. The Washington football team. Oh. That's their name. That, but, but then they're revealing a new one? Mm-hmm. But they've accidentally, they think they spoiled it, the Admirals could be the new name of the team. Because <laughs> if you go to WashingtonAdmirals.com, it goes right to the page of the Washington football oh, team. Wow. It's a pretty good name, though. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Admirals. And nobody really has that. That's one of the things I like about the Razorbacks is nobody else has it. You know, we're the Arkansas Razorbacks. You know, there are a lot of lions and tigers. Yeah. And bears. Bears, obviously. <laughs> yes. But that's pretty cool. Washington Admirals. But if, if this is and someone did accidentally link that and it's spoiled, like some intern's getting fired somewhere. Uh, all right. That's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Let's go to Lauren, who is calling us in Texas right now. Lauren, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. How are you guys today? We are pretty good. What's going on with you? I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the support and um, everything that you do for first responders. I just finished the Fire Academy and am starting EMT um, wow. in a few weeks. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of all of the things that you do for first responders. Hey, good for you. Congratulations, Lauren. Thank you so much. That's pretty cool. I bet you know how to do a lot of things. Probably tie a knot, save a life, mm. jump a car, clean wounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the important stuff. That's, Stitch that's, up. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, Lauren, thanks. Congratulations. Let us know once you finish uh, Firefighter Academy. That's a whole different skill set. I mean, it's one that's equally as valuable, but you went from EMT to now. Do you have to, like, go run up ladders with, you know, ba- heavy bags on your shoulders? Yes. So I finished the fire academy and i start emt in a few weeks okay so oh, the other way backwards. so did you do that you run, ran up the stairs with the bag on your shoulders well yeah and we do like a lot of like ladder climbing and we run into buildings and live fires and it's it's pretty difficult but it's well worth it well i appreciate you now i will appreciate you probably in five years when you have to come and save a fire at my house or <laughs> you know me <laughs> In a car wreck or something. <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah, just go ahead and just put it out there. Let's put it out there. All right. All right, Lauren, thank you for the call. Congratulations and good oh, luck. Thanks so much. All right, see you later. Eddie's got a beard. It's a new beard. It's He's, he's way long. It's nice, right? Oh, I'm going to hold my judgment because what we've all done. <laughs> Eddie's been asking people what they think of his beard, and it's hard to answer to your face. But I've heard all sorts of cool answers, like sophisticated, ooh. No like, one has said that. No one said that. Okay. Not one person. Okay. I'm going to pull randomly. These are people that want to remain anonymous, <laughs> but these, this is how people feel about your beard. I bet you I know who it is okay, when you read see. it. It's a no for me, dog. Someone please get this guy some clippers immediately. That's you. It's not me. I promise you. You promise? Yeah. <laughs> that's not me. Ray. No for me, Somebody dog. used it's a no for me, dog, to make you think it was me. Ooh. So guy okay. says Ray. Okay. That's one. Here's the next one. Looks terrible. You look like George Lopez and Gandalf the Grey had a baby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's rude. Is that like, Lunchboxes? He's laughing the loudest. <laughs> Out of your money. Out of your money. I got to be a minute. I got a minute. Dear Eddie, I hate your stinking guts. Your beard makes me vomit. It's Wait. the scum between my toes. Wait, we're talking Love about anonymous. My, we're talking about my beard, yeah, not know. my guts. That's what somebody That's wrote. That's rude. Here's another one. Dang, dude. Don't grow it any longer and make sure to keep it groomed. Otherwise, you look old. That means brushing it, shaping, and adding some oil. Okay, that's good with Steve. Appreciate it. I don't know who they are. Beards are supposed to make you look cool, not make you look like you're living on the streets. It would only look cool if 
your beard and hair <laughs> and hair were swabbed. <laughs> that's so rude. Man, whoever said that's funny. Can we stop <laughs> this game? Said that's funny. Can we it put an end you, to it? Probably. I can't say this one. Is it really mean? You want to see it? Yes. I can't. I can't. I, Let can't, me see. Let me I can't say this one here. <laughs> You're just going to give it to me? Don't show it. No! Don't show it. <laughs> Let me see Who it. Who did this? I see it, Amy. Who did this? I don't, I didn't. What does we it need say? to have a I meeting. I know. I didn't have Who I didn't did do that this? One. I don't know. Is it racist? I didn't have nothing to do what with that one. What does it say, Amy? I can't say don't it. Don't say it. Nope, don't never. Show let it. me see it. This will never. Pass it over to Eddie. Yeah, let me see no it. No way. Let me see it, so. Amy. I don't think so. <laughs> Amy, nothing offends me. Just give it to me. <laughs> this might. You, so you're, you're just going to hold it. I mean. And you can either eat it or give it to Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat it, it goes away forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. But if you give it to Eddie, Amy, you give can it. see it. I'm give not going to eat it. Then give it to Eddie. Come on. Don't show it to anybody else. Good throw. What does it say, Eddie? Don't say it. Don't say it, Don't Eddie. say it. Can he say what it starts with? No. no. His handwriting? No, 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 no. No. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. Don't say it. All right, here we go. I've heard that before, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an anonymous comment on Eddie's beard. I like it because your face looks odd without hair, so even though it's not amazing looking, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is there anything positive out of these? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dang, yeah, guys. one said it looked good if you um, groom it. Definitely needs to be trimmed or totally shaved. Trimmed for sure. It's way too long. Kind of dirty. Not really dirty, just dirty looking. Okay. And that's all that That's Eddie. advice. Uh, that's like a nice little comment. So generally, the room doesn't like your hate, beard. They hate it. <laughs> wow. And it make me feel like crap. One of them we couldn't even read on the air. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I man, that's not good. Were most people telling you to your face they liked it? Yes. Yeah. People are saying good look. I like that. I, I like it a lot. I think it was great. Wait, no. You which one? Which one was yours? <laughs> was yours the bad one that you couldn't read? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that means anything to you. Yeah, I mean, it just means that you guys are a bunch of haters. That's it. No, it doesn't mean we're haters. Yeah, because I like to keep it groomed, oil it, you know, take care of it. I like that. That's, but you don't that's, do but it. It's not. Well, I know, guys. I'm just starting. This is the first <laughs> part of it. That's not just starting. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's talk to. Mm-mm. Holly in Alabama. We're uh, talking about screen time. We're having that conversation oh, on the yeah. show, Laura. Uh, Holly, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Hey. Morning, Diaz. Morning. Hey, I was just calling about the um, screen time or the tablets and spurs of, you know, like discipline and stuff. I know that was mine personally. I can mention. You won't get your, you know, tablet time at, you know, an hour before bed or something like that. And they go ballistic. And, I mean, my house is spotless. So for you, it works as a punishment. I think the point of, you know, that that story was not that kids don't love their tablets, but if you punish them by taking it away, they want it even more. So you can go, all right, go do this to get it. But it means they want it even more than they already did. I don't have kids. Yeah, I just think that's not even possible. They love it so much that they can't want it more. Like, They're they already love it. fiending. But if you don't <laughs> give it to them... They, I, I think you want it even more. Okay. Yeah, because the more they use it, the more they're addicted yeah. and attached. And then if you take it away, they're like, ah, oh, I need it. I get it. It's like me and my phone. Oh, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> my best friend. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate that, Holly. Hope you have an awesome day. All right, thank you. You too. All right, see you later. Uh, Curtis in North Carolina wants to make a little comment about this. Hey, Curtis, what's happening with you? Hey, Bobby. How's everybody doing? We're doing pretty good. What can we do for you? 
I just wanted to let you know that you're spot on on your outside the box thinking of the tablet. Yeah, I had a little theory of just make them use the tablet for hours and hours and hours. Like, if you'd bust your kid smoking, you make them smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. I'm surprised that somebody <laughs> agrees with me on this whole planet. Go, Curtis, um, I'm anxious to know how why you agree with me. Because I, I, we use it. So but what you do is you, you make them only use it for educational purposes, so they have to do studying on it. And then they have to give a report back to you after they do it. So you make them, let's just say, for four hours study the history of uh, the waffle. And so they have to wow. learn who made it, when they made it, how to make it, the ingredients in a waffle. So they're using their tablet, but they're forced for four hours and then report back to you. Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll give you a better example. Our son got a ticket for going 78 and 55 when he was 16. So we made him do 78 hours of community service and then do a research paper on the dangers of teenage speeding and then give that report back to his class. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's hard. Well, that's, a, that's a much better example than, than the waffle, than the history of the waffle, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I like your style, Curtis, because when I mentioned it to these guys, they said I was the worst parent in the world. We and just hate, and I hate being you. parent shamed, guys. If there's one thing I hate, <laughs> but you're not a parent. it's being parent shamed. All right, hey, Curtis, we appreciate that. Anything else you'd like to say about that? Nah, that's all. Y'all guys have a good one. It was good talk to you. Hey, did your son, like, shape up? Yeah, he actually graduated uh, with his associate's degree from college before he graduated from high school. Okay. Oh, and he, he still speed, though. And he didn't get in an accident from speeding, it sounds like. There you go. Drive 20 everywhere he goes. <laughs> He's the guy on the highway with his, with his hazards on. All right, Curtis, appreciate that, buddy. Have a good day. You too. Bye. All right, see ya. This guy in Florida scammed $2.1 million in pandemic loans to buy a Lamborghini, Rolex, uh, a Hubalot watch, not sure what that is, probably a brand, and designer clothes from Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and Chanel. The thing is, I bet you a lot of people did this, stole the money, have the money, will never get caught. The people that got caught are the ones that went absolutely bonkers with it. Like, you make 60 grand a year, but all of a sudden you're driving a Lamborghini. <laughs> Rolex. It's like when, <laughs> this year, let's remove this year, but in the past, it's like a college athlete, you know, driving up in a, a tricked out Hummer. Yeah. You're like, wait, how'd you get that? You're like, well, we should probably investigate this a little bit. Um, this year, not so much because players can now be paid a little bit. But that's what got him in trouble. All of a sudden, he's Gucci head to toe. Yeah, he went too hard. <laughs> $2.1 million, and you didn't think you would get caught? That is wild to me. The Secret Service says it has over 900 active criminal investigations into pandemic fraud with cases in every state and $100 billion embezzled in total. That's so terrible. That is from the Daily Mail. These Hubalot watches. Is that how you say it, Mike? Hubalot? Are they nice? Heck yeah. There's one for $40,000. Whoa. There's one for (laughs) $661,000. So he needed that and a Rolex? And a Lamborghini. And a Lamborghini. And Gucci head to toe. I don't even think I've seen a Lamborghini ever just driving down the road. I've <laughs> seen one valeting at a fancy hotel before. You haven't seen one on the highway? Mm-mm. Mm. Have you? But yeah. I can't remember like what highway, but yeah. Have you? I saw one over Christmas, man. I was in Houston. Psh, drove right by me. I was like, dang, I need that guy's life. <laughs> like, How was, do you know his you life You went to his full life. Horrible. You just didn't go, I want his car. You, you went, I want his him. life. Yeah, his, I don't, I don't know him, but he was driving a Lambo. And let me tell you, he had a smile on his face, just <laughs> loving life. I was like, I need that. Mm. 
Okay. Man, <laughs> do you know anything about Lamborghinis? Nothing about them. I just know they are awesome looking. They are fast. They everybody look whenever whenever that guy was driving, everybody's head was watching that guy drive by. And everybody. You, you would like I wouldn't like that. Absolutely. Look at me, yo. Like I was sitting at a stoplight. He was at the stoplight yeah. to the right, and he came through the intersection. I was just like, "Man, look at his life." It's called Hublot. Hublot. I don't know. It's spelled L A A T. Whenever you learn how to say it, Hub Hublot. That's the what is it? Hub-lot. Play that sound again. Hublot. Yeah, I don't have a Hublot watch. Uh, let's go over and talk to uh, Raul in Lebanon, Tennessee. Hey, Raul. Hey, how you doing, man? Pretty good. What's going on with you? Oh, not much. I just wanted to give a little heads up to these automobiles, uh, four-wheelers, we call them, because I'm a stunt driver. And this morning, I was coming in from Indianapolis, and I was coming up north of Lebanon, and this guy pulls out in front of me, which he quite a ways, but he just didn't speed up. He just kind of just hung there, and I had to slam on my brakes to keep from running over him. And then he just stays there and will not speed up. And I'm like, you really going to pull out in front of an 80,000-pound truck and play with me? Yeah, people, they don't think and they don't know. When I had to go and get my CDL to drive on Breaking Bobby Bones, heck, I learned that people don't care because I'm driving that 18-wheeler in Chattanooga. I'm scared to death I'm going to hit somebody, but I'm realizing how reckless everyone else is around me driving the 18-wheeler. And one false move, and I crush you, and then we're all in trouble. And so now I do drive with a bit more care around semis because I know it's the opposite of a motorcycle where in a motorcycle they say you drive, you got to watch yourself, obviously, but you got to watch for everybody else too. And you're doing that for your own good because if somebody hits you, you fly for motorcycle. Now it's the opposite. The same people's lives are in danger, but as a truck, you have to watch out for other people in the same way because if they make a mistake – you don't die like on the motorcycle. They die because you're in an 18-wheeler that weighs yeah. 500 million pounds. I don't know if that's accurate. You better fact check that. I think you said 80,000. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Raul, I'm glad you said that. I Listen, I, I've always respected people that drive trucks because, you know, our infrastructure does not allow us to, to thrive without truck drivers. But now that I've done it myself, like I really respect you guys. I'm glad you called in and shared that with us. I do. I appreciate that. And I look out for you guys 100% all the time. i got to fix what you're going to do and anticipate anything that you might do that may cause you harm because I'm the one that's going to be fine. And you know what? The driver of the truck's probably going to be fine. It's the person in the car that made the mistake that's going to have to suffer. Uh, weight of an 18-wheeler is about 35,000 pounds empty, about 80,000 pounds loaded. Ooh. And I was loaded with Eggs, so yeah, very heavy. heavy. Yeah. So heavy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raul, appreciate that call. No problem, buddy. Yeah, nice. good. Day. Hey, hey, Eddie, rock that beard, buddy. Rock it. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Raul, do you watch Yellowstone? Uh, no, but I'm wanting to. I've been wanting to. Yeah, it's good. Okay, well, I won't keep you on for this. Then I'm gonna have a little, little opinion about it. But I appreciate your call. No problem, buddy. Yeah, right, see, take care. See you later. Um, I'm done with all four seasons, and I posted a whole thing on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, about this. But if you watch Yellowstone, this is not a spoiler, but they've tried to make Jamie, the brother, the son, a villain, and I just I can't buy into that he's a bad dude. Can you? Mm, no, I, I watched your what you put up about this, and I have to say I, I agree with you. They've really tried to make him the bad guy on the show, but the thing was, 
His dad murdered his mom. His dad went to jail. His mom died. He grew up an, an adopted kid that had all this trauma. And so he's made bad decisions. But he's like a kid that had, you know, so many things go wrong and so much trauma that I kind of get why he made a lot of those decisions. And so they've, tr- they've made him the bad guy, though, and I, j- I just can't buy into him being the bad guy. I root for him. I'm rooting for the villain. Oh, I don't know that I'm rooting for him, but, yeah, I do feel bad for him. And, yeah, the decisions he's made. And it's not like his adopted family it was still a little toxic up in there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, what do you—I don't know what I expect from these characters, but, yeah. Some of the acting is so—by the way, I love Yellowstone. Can't wait for season five. <laughs> Some of the acting is so bad. And yeah. I'm not talking about the people that are real cowboys they bring in, because that's pretty cool. And they're bad actors, but they're supposed to be because they're not actors. Because they're cowboys. Yes, they bring in real-life cowboys that are, have done significant things. But the, the acting on the show is terrible. And at one point, they found dinosaur bones. They've never addressed that again. When was that? Like five, six episodes ago. Oh, I missed that. All of a sudden, they find dinosaur bones. They never go back to it in the show. <laughs> Oh, Casey. Yeah, I want to know what's up with the Brontosaurus. Where'd it go? Yeah. I mean, what's it? Uh, not all the acting's bad. Hey, don't spoil it. I'm just going to remind you again. Yeah, we're, we're on the air right now. Okay. Just not talking to each other because you do love to spoil the show. I do. I have been working on that and it has been a very long time and I don't like being, still being in that box. Not all the acting is bad, but Kevin Costner's voice has gotten more annoying as the show goes. Why? I don't find anything he does annoying. Because he talks like this. <laughs> All the time. It sounds like Batman and Bane, <laughs> like a mixture. How do you feel about the ranch? <laughs> I feel pretty good. Is he just getting older? Like, what is it? I, I think he's, he's getting older. And, grumpier. And, and his acting, <laughs> it's just, he's, his voice is more effective. <laughs> okay. Like his character. It's cold out here. <laughs> so it's weird. Ray, do you like watch Yellowstone? No, I'm actually, I'm against those shows. But I'm, I do it secondhand. My wife watches them all. You're against those shows? Yeah, I mean, I used to live through it. I, I lived in Wyoming for okay. 15 years. <laughs> okay, here we go. You lived Hold on, it. you lived in Wyoming for 15 years? <laughs> yes, and everybody wrote cattle, and there were cow pies, and everybody had a ranch, and it wasn't cool. But for now, 15 years? Yes, my entire life growing up, I lived in Wyoming. I thought you were from you the said north. You're from Michigan. You're from I the north. I went to high school in Michigan, so that's where I identified as. But I'm from Wyoming originally. What ages did you live in Wyoming, and do not lie? From zero years old. Old to 15 years old. Is this new information? By the way, high school, when is that? So you moved right at high school? Yeah, the first yeah. year of high school. Wow, interesting. Did anyone ever know that Ray lived in Wyoming? No. Yes, I, I heard that. about it. For 15 years. I didn't know it was 15 years, but he says Wyoming, Denver. I mean, he's been all over, and I'm like. When did you live in Denver if you were at Wyoming? But he, I guess he always went to Denver to, for vacation. I don't know. He talks about Denver a lot in the Colorado Rockies. But, yes, I knew that. And, but then he claims Michigan, so he's just a very confusing dude. Ray, what do you claim? Claim it now. Uh, that's all true. What Lunch said, I have lived in those places, claim. but I'm from the north. <laughs> but what do you claim? I'm a northern guy. What do you claim? Michigan. Okay. Wow, but like, do Amy, you know- what do you claim? Well, now, Texas, Okay, Austin. but do you claim the Texas or do you claim Austin? I claim Austin. Okay. But I'm from- I get it. But I mean, my family, like, got Texas, South Texas roots, which brings me to a question for Ray. Can you ride- what? A horse? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course he can't. No, he can't. He said he grew Everybody, up. He, no, he lived it, but he can't do it. Yeah. Can Ray, you, bro? Can you, can you ride a horse? No, I don't know how to ride. Oh, this is, <laughs> I thought we were about to learn something new about Ray and, ah. <sighs> can you do anything on a ranch? No. It, my dad was a lumberjack. Then you didn't really live it. You just were around. You drove by it. Correct. Okay. <laughs>
All right, buddy. Okay, so. What do you claim, Amy? What do I claim? Mm-hmm. I you claim... said South Texas and you said Austin. Yeah. No, I, I guess. As... You can claim anything you want. I claim Austin. You claim Austin. Eddie, what do you claim? Texas. The Texas whole state is... of Texas. The whole state. <laughs> Lunchbox? I claim Vegas. No, you don't. Nothing oh. about you. <laughs> Oregon, what do you I, I claim? I that. Kansas. Kansas? Definitely. What do you claim? Arkansas. Of course. Just the whole state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Hartford, Connecticut. A 31-year-old man was out on bond, and he was supposed to appear in court. And he's like, man, I don't want to go back to jail. I don't want to go back to jail. So he took a screenshot and made a fake COVID test, mm. said, oh, I'm positive. Sent it to the judge. I'm like, huh, that doesn't look like an official documentation. They start looking. No such doctor by that name. So he got arrested for forgery charges. <laughs> It shouldn't be on construction paper. <laughs> it looks handwritten. So he, forgery and then had to go back to jail. Got to well. go back to jail on his other charges. So uh, double whammy. There you have it. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I always think it's weird when these stories come out. And they're like, this is how much the person was worth when they died. Even when you mentioned that about John Madden yesterday. Yeah. I still feel like, I feel like that's weird. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe we wait six months because I don't mind like Charles Schultz, the guy that owned Peanuts, worth $100 million. He's been dead 10 years. I don't feel like that's a, I don't feel like that's weird. But I feel like Betty White just died. How much was she worth? $75 million. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and what was John Madden worth? $100 million? $200 million. $200 million. Man. 150 of that from Madden the Game. I mean, so interesting. Like, let's let them die, have the funeral. Three then, months. After it, three months, we should talk about what they're worth. They worked hard. They're probably like, okay, yeah. Now Maybe it's because we're know. getting in their personal business. You know, it's like, let them like just go away for a little bit, then we can talk about them. Well, yeah, that's. But and Betty White had no kids, so you know, where does the money go? To dogs, uh, probably. I don't know. And other organizations she cares about. Maybe? On her birthday, the seventeenth, they asked that you donate five bucks. They people on the internet, um, in honor of the Betty White challenge. Did you see when she died, her last word? you see what it was? No. It was her husband's first name. And it, what was, remember his name, Mike? Was it Adam? Alan. Alan. Adam seems like a young name. <laughs> yeah. Um, her husband's name was Chad. Chad. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it was Alan, so that was the last word she said. So what does that tell you? That is, wait, is Alan alive or dead? Dead. Okay. It means that she's just, I feel like she's going to see Alan. Oh, that's good. I felt like people were taking that she was seeing Alan. Okay, well, yeah, or she's ready. She could be, but I like, like she was she was saying his name because she was actually seeing him. Wow, that's what a lot of people were, were okay. thinking, and yeah. they were like, "Wow, this lets this makes us feel good because she was like leaving Earth and she said Alan." Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know if she said that, <laughs> but that's what the internet was saying. It's cool though, and you know, we blame we we, we believe anything the internet says, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. at least until the internet tells us not to. <laughs> Uh, That's it for today. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody.